What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are For Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here. We're on. Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Man, we are here. We dun, are dun, dun, here. On, uh, what is this, June? June. 14th. 14th. Flag day. Flag day. Happy flag day. Exactly. A perfect day to um, wave all the different flags that you belong to. Um, you know, the U.S. flag, the <laughs> rainbow flag, the um, bears flag. The leather flag. I'm trying to think of all the different things. And also be part of Pride. That would be a great time to... Mm. Hmm. You gave me this look, Meredith. Like, you are so weird. But anyway, you are weird. You but, are. Whether you were just saying what you were just saying or not. Then fine. I don't care how you two are. <laughs> so I'm not sure that your mic is on, Dan. Oh, really? Really? I can hear him. Uh, it's Uh-oh. echoey. Oh. As though it's being picked up in other microphones. It's because what I say is worth saying twice. I see. You know, maybe even three times. I see. <laughs> okay. Moving right along. How are you, Meredith? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, what am I? Uh-oh. I don't know what I am. So what did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? I worked. You certainly did. <laughs> I worked. Dang, I, oh dang. I worked and then I gardened again and... I have to tell you, those mosquitoes are out to get me. I'm pretty sure they're trying to kill me. I think there's like a plot. They're like attacking me every time. If I go to my car, they come after me. I go inside, they follow me inside. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere I go. Yeah, I totally relate. You know, normally they just sort of, they don't ignore me, but they don't find me quite the tasty feast that they might find other people. Mm -hmm. But yesterday on the golf course, I was the only one who did not spray down with bug spray Uh because I have to go home to a baby and I didn't want to have to deal with all of that stuff. So they, of course, couldn't Eat anyone Eat but you. Anyone but me. And so they did. Fiercely. Oh, man. I'm just going to bite in my hair, which I find weird. I had one right on the edge of my scalp and my forehead, and it was like this giant lump. And it, oh. They're very hard when they're on the head. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how the the mosquito got any purchase. Like, what? how did it... In well, it still needs to... There's still blood that gets to your skin. Yeah, so well, it absolutely. Probably, it probably just didn't get very much, and all that was left up there was the... Um, the not sterilization, but the uh, numbing stuff that was in there in the body right. was reacting to it. So, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, just like when I did the anti-protector run, I was sitting against the fence and I noticed all the mosquitoes around me, but I wasn't feeling any bites. And then later that day, my upper back thigh was just being eaten up, apparently, because that's <laughs> where all the mosquito bites showed up. It was like, you know, where I wasn't be able to watch and look and... And I was sitting up right. against the fence, but yeah. I'm but starting yeah. my official countdown to leaving. <gasps> well, oh, my goodness. What is it? Six weeks. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly, or mm. just give or take. Give or take days. a week or a day? A couple or? of days. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. That's soon, because let me tell you what. 
My baby is six weeks old today. I know. And wow. I only barely remember the last six weeks, so Dang. It's, it's quick. It's Just very add fast. to her angst. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right. Well, so what I'm do you have to saying. do to get ready before you go? I mean you're already packed and No, I and need to clean stuff out and I need to get rid of some stuff, so there's gotcha. gonna be some major donation gotcha. going on. Okay. Um, I have to leave my apartment spotless. Really? Yeah, I have to pull up the paper that I put down in the cabinets and stuff. I have to pull all that, that really? up. Really? You can't if leave If I that. leave it there, it's a $40 charge. Wow. <laughs> Holy And I'm pretty moly. sure the person before me left their stuff. Too. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, you know, they are just, it, it is a racket. I'll tell you. It is a racket. You know, just, I mean, just all these little things for all these different fees. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then what about like... Dang. And then you have to, tra- that's right, you have to transfer all your banking stuff. You got to. And I want to vote here. Oh. But I don't really know how to do that yet because if I change addresses, then I have to vote in person. I can't vote absentee, but I can't come back to vote. Gotcha. It's a conundrum. Yes, definitely. I'm not sure what to do. The webs we weave. Man. Okay. Well, well, that's well. You got six weeks to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't you? You can. You can get the absentee mail ma- mailed to any address. Yeah, but if you move from one like one county to another, one township to another, you have to vote in person your first time. Oh, I see. So. Yes. Okay. Well, in fact, that was kind of weird too because I went and changed like a uh, my title uh, information because of just purchasing cars and stuff recently Mm -hmm. and they already knew where I lived and I said I hadn't changed my address yet and they went well um oh was that my um and I was just like but I I I mean they they had like a a really new address and I was like well how did you even get that yet and they were like oh well did you file to vote or something and I was like yeah but I didn't realize it would affect like my title you know I was just like to the secretary of state so I just was stunned on how just all my records I guess it's efficient like you don't have to do six different Mm -hmm. change of address forms but it's a little creepy because you're like I didn't tell you yeah, yeah, it really was because I have a I have a PO box that my mail goes to just because I move a lot and so you know <laughs> so I always have a that, PO because box because you want your library card to stay the same, right? Uh, yes, of course, <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. And it's easier um, to collect all his gay fan mail from a right, PO box, from well, one PO box, and, and all my paper wrap, you know, brown paper wrap stuff, right. you know, so um, that <laughs> I don't always sees get. It, right, <laughs> nobody else can get to it first. Exactly, it's always so. timely. Right. You can always open it and it's the hottest issue of That's whatever. right. Exactly. Whatever weird stuff Dan's reading these days. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So, that's why I was just like, hmm. So, that's why I was surprised that they didn't. They know your business. Yeah. I was stunned. I mean, my. In particular, but yeah, yours. But yeah, I can't <laughs> get my water bill, which is in the same township. Uh, my water bill can't seem to get to me, so I never know when I owe, mon- owe money for the water bill. And right. that's always the thing they're like ready to jump to turn the, off. They'll put a lien on your property yeah. for you <laughs> yeah. if you don't pay your water bill. Yeah, so I, like, I would pay if you told me what I owe. Right, right. exactly. Well, you, well, you know that it check. only comes like every three months, right? Uh, not in my township. Really? Yep, yep. It comes every month? It comes every two weeks. Two months. Every two months. Oh. So, well, so it's it's like, as soon as I pay it and I figure out that they, oh, I owe... 
it's I, I'm already them. due for right. another one. So I'm thinking of like maybe paying like a yearly thing, and then that way I, they just send me something saying, "Okay, you now um, don't owe us less, <laughs> you know, or that right. you know we owe you less." So uh, right, right. Um, because that it would just get, it's get kind of weird. But Open a tab with them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like a little uh, credit there kind of thing. So I'm never late. How are you, Christy? You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still not getting as much sleep as I would like to, but that's Uh-oh. really that's okay. That's not going to happen to her like you're till she's I don't know forty. I don't. I have hope that that's not the case. <laughs> I have friends that put their kids to bed at like eight o'clock, and their kid doesn't get up till seven a.m. I'm down with that. <laughs> I would take it. Right, right. I would totally take it. Um, but that's not what I was going to talk about. You know, I, it's a weird thing that I want to say. It's about, I think the original water fountain is in the hallway down here in the station. Yeah. The original, <laughs> like the very first one. And it's it's a foot pump thing. Yes. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I never yeah. noticed that. And so yeah. I filled up my water bottle before the show. And I swear to you, it's well water. No. It tastes it. like well water to I've me. I've never tasted it. Wow. I think oh. that it is. Uh-oh, I Alex, Alex is going to interject say. something. I don't know if it's well water, but there's a water softener up near the roof that oh. they put salt in. <laughs> See? I'm telling you. <laughs> you made me onto something. I, it tastes like well water. I don't know if let me... Yeah, it smells like it. Smell it. Wow. It's, really? And I'm like... I'm in the city, right? I hate the way well water smells. Well, I'm in the city of Ann Arbor, right? I didn't. Yeah, it we, smell like well water. we didn't suddenly get the station moved to like right, right, Dexter. Right. It's been right? magically transported. <laughs> yeah. I, that's well. This furthers my thought that it's the original water fountain, right? It was put in here before it's still the U of M well. <laughs> was on the grid. Aha! Uh-huh. See, so it's it's a it's a actual well water. It, it's. Anyway, it's a whole jug of water well, that I really don't want to drink to now. Push the pedal several times before I can get any water. You yeah, know? you're pumping it, pumping it from the <laughs> well in the mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that was. It's interesting. Wow. If you want to check that out, yeah. come on down. Come on, come on down. down. It's, it's an anomaly. I don't. It's weird. It's yeah. very well, weird. Well, I always have trouble drinking from it because when I lean, like, it seems that when I. I I push the pedal and then I lean forward to drink, drink something and I lift my foot and so there's never there's never water. It's like, <laughs> see now I want to watch this. I know. <laughs> I totally want to see that. It could be a good like America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, we could make some money, Christy. We could. Oh, Hundred grand. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hundred grand. Yeah. You know the other thing as I mentioned earlier, I was on the golf course. Yesterday, uh-huh. I'm on a golf league. Wow! Well, ladies, ladies golf league. <laughs> Is this the one where you're learning too? Is yes, it so it's a learning oh, golf good. league. Okay. And I've taken a golf class, but okay. this is a league we play every week. We actually play nine holes of golf, and I'm playing with my friend Kelly, who is also a flaming homosexual like myself. <laughs> we are the only ones. Really? We are the only, I'm shocked. See? That's what I said. We're the only dykes on this golf league? No it just way. doesn't seem even possible. Doesn't what seem are right. the odds? What are, what the, are the odds? I'm sure. Well, because, probably because a lot of lesbians already, already, have know. A, already know how to play golf. So See, that's what this, <laughs> this is a, a, this, the Huron Valley the Women's Golf Club is what this league is a part of. And there are like 
hundreds of members. Wow. And so there are lots of leagues all over Washtenaw County. Is there a Rainbow League? There's not a specific Rainbow League. But there, but I'm saying, so I'm sure there are other lesbians in the golf club. Right. There just aren't any on my particular learning league. That's probably true, yeah. Well, not only are we the only queers, I'm well, we may not be the only queers. We're the only ones where it's really obvious. There may be a bisexual woman or something on there, you know, two or three. But we're also masculine. So, like, when people walk up to us from behind, they're like, at first, the ladies yeah. <laughs> and so we turn around you know and we have boobs and it, it, it it's a whole different thing right right. right 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 but it's very funny because like we'll walk up to the to the tee the first tee to get our meet our people we're playing with or uh-huh. whatever and they're like are you here for the learning league or you, just, you know like we have to explain it it's kind of funny it's and it happened on the first night. Like we had to do that whole thing. Are you the learning league? Like you know, not right. really sure what we were doing. It's yeah, it's, yeah. Maybe they either they didn't know what our gender was, or they thought, "What are you doing at the learning league? You're yeah. obviously yeah. <laughs> very well schooled in the art of golf." Well, anybody who saw me and Kelly play yesterday knows that that is not true. We are horrible. Oh, we well, we're so new at it. We're just new. Okay. I think that's kind of... We need a lot of practice, a lot of time gotcha. on the golf course. I'm not going to disclose my score oh, for nine holes. You. Wait, I won't disclose my score for nine holes, but I will tell you, had we been playing 18, it would have been a lovely score. Oh, mm-hmm. well, so that's was, not too was, bad, then. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> well, okay. That's bad, Dan. Well, you know, it's but it's a learning league. It is a learning league. So. And I'm all... You know, it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of water, though, so a lot of mosquitoes. I have to figure out something. Well, to try do. to avoid the yeah the yeah. You don't want to get too many. Well, in, I'm not lost going in the, in the water. Oh, oh, oh. I'm <laughs> just saying being by the water. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Hi, <laughs> Minnie. <laughs> Pay I only, attention. I only lost right. one ball in the water. Although we did panic a little bit because when we got to the golf course, we realized we only had like. Well, we originally thought we only had five golf balls between the two of us, and we were like, that's not enough. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, enough. Uh-huh. So I went today, and I bought I bought 28 golf balls. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. that'll make so it. So you're going to be having like a backpack while you're yeah, out there? And, right, okay. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Just tell like them your that. martini mix. Right. You know. <laughs> right. That's what I'll do. But that's actually kind of clever. Don't they have it nine holes rather than 18 for the learning league? So that well, all of the leagues are nine holes. It would take too long. It would otherwise. take too long to well, play. Well, how long does it take to... You tell I'm an avid golfer. So, because, I mean, when I've I play... I've seen pl- you in your kilt. Well, wait. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Actually, there is stories. It's very famous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 18, 18 I mean, would I take too long. I mean, I play 18 and, you know, putt-putt and no trouble, so... Very different. Oh, really? Okay. Well, other... I mean, first of all, the leagues are in the evenings. So, you couldn't play 18 in the evening. Oh. If you start at 5 o'clock, 5.30... Really, you would be it you would be, be done by eight thirty. If you're really good, you would be. This is wow. a learning league. Wow. <laughs> but okay. even five so, hours later, it's it's because you're you know it's a competitive thing. You're playing with two like the foursome is two teams of two. Okay. Nine hole. It's just all yeah. Leagues are just nine. So holes. what's your goal at the end of the? How many l- weeks do you have to do this? Sixteen. Okay, so it it's four months. The first okay. week of September. So then, so what are you hoping? To, I mean, do do they give you pointers? <laughs> you to be a better I one, be better. <laughs> I want I mean, to not give you golf like I golfed yesterday. Right. Well, the first five weeks. Yes, the first five weeks were all lessons. 
There was no oh. actual golfing. So you've already started this already. So this right. is oh. yesterday was the first night of actual golfing. Oh, okay. That's so we had what I was five wondering. weeks of lessons. Okay. With golf pros. Okay. Um, hey, Kevin and Scott, you know, that's who they were. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> which I actually have a complaint about <gasps> that. Uh-oh. Not them. They were the best golf teachers ever. But I really think that you need to have somebody teach women how to play golf who is familiar with boobs. I was going to say, I would think the boob factor would really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that, like, he tried, I might, like, one of them tried to say, like, give me a tip related to boobs. Like how to hold my club, but he wasn't like trying to talk about my boobs. Oh, and I wanted—I yeah. really needed him you to need be to like, "It's because of your boobs, boobs. You need to move your arm over here." Right. It would have made much more sense to yeah. me than him saying, "Straighten your elbow and cock it forward." And I'm like, "Why?" But, but cock it forward would have been great for men. <laughs> absolutely, so, you know. absolutely. Dan wanted to hear that. So, <laughs> that's what I'm so anyway, that's just my suggestion. Yeah. Anyway, but. So there were five weeks of lessons with the golf pros, and then we start actually golfing. And then halfway through, we stop and we have a refresher lesson. Oh, good. That's the next thing I was going to ask you. Yeah, we have a refresher lesson halfway through. Got it. And then after that, there are these things called position nights, which cracks me up, but it's a common league thing. (laughs) I find it humorous. I kind of like this. You get trained, and then you do some play, and then... Um, It's kind of cool. Yeah. But what that is, is you sort of, like... You compete against the person that's directly behind or in front of you in the standings. Oh, okay. So that to place yourself. Wow. I guess. So then you do that. And then at the end, what they do, I love this. This is so cool. Essentially, at the end, it's like you only shot nine holes of golf. Because what they do is they look at all 16 weeks of golf. And they pick the score, the best score you got on each hole. Wow. And combine all of that into your final score. Oh, that's cool. So, like, say this week, there were a few that I maxed out my okay. hole. Okay. So, the, hopefully those scores will fall away. Right. Oh, they will. Yeah, they will. But, this, like, the hole that I got, like, a five on, I might keep that score at the end. Because next week I may get an 11 on it. Right, 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 right. Yep. Or two. Or two. That's I doubt right. that. Okay, okay. You never know. You never know, but a two is very hard, a very low golf score. Right. That's very tough. Right. But good. Wow. So, uh, and yeah. do they do but most improved? Yes. Okay. So it's advantageous to just screw up the it first, is first game. It is. It just be horrible. Yeah. Well, and the golf pros did tell my friend Kelly and I that we were the most improved from week one to week five oh. of the lessons. Oh. See? That's that nice. we were doing very well. See? But then we got out skill. on the golf course and we were horrible. Well, but, but it was the first time. Right. It's different that first time when it you haven't different. had a teacher. That's right. And it's golf courses are crazy. Like, you want to think in your head that it's just the straight shot to the golf course pin it's never that oh no there was one you actually have to hit it over a bridge wow i'm like what is this wow the broadway or the <laughs> no oh. it's just a regular bridge on the golf course and i was like that's brooklyn. crazy that's brooklyn. yeah the brooklyn bridge exactly i just thought that was i thought i mean uh-huh. i understand the water hazards thing and I'm, I'm down with that but an actual wow. bridge was there and Dang. the other women we were playing with kept saying just try to roll it over the bridge just try to roll it See, over the bridge that's I'm a like, good point i'm that's not going to roll it exactly. exactly. <laughs> i'd be great i'm at like this. i'm going to hit it up and over the water which is what i did <laughs> Woohoo! but anyway so, good 
So oh, yeah, and my favorite club is the pitching wedge. I do the best with the pitching wedge. Okay. It's the only club. Well, the putter I can too, but I can get I can do exactly what you're supposed to do with it. Hmm. Great job. So it's the only one. Okay. So do you have your own set of clubs? Yes. I had to because I'm left-handed. Oh. And that not only did I have to get my own, but I had to buy them not secondhand. I was going to say, how expensive are clubs? Really expensive when I they're thought. not secondhand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Most people, when they're first starting out, buy a, pair, buy right. a set secondhand because, what you, do you, you know. What do you need your own? Right. right. Or they share or whatever, but I couldn't do that. And they're, they're, they can be pricey. Mm-hmm. And what the guy at the golf store said to me was like, you know, you can buy this sort of third rate set of clubs that's only going to last you a year for a couple hundred dollars or you can spend another 150 and get a first rate set of clubs that are going to last you for like five or six years mm-hmm. before you start having to replace them one by one, you know, right. depending on the thing. So, right. Right. Anyway, that was a really long golf story. How are you, Dan? I'm doing okay. Um, I had a little. And we believe like, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I had a little dating woe this weekend, so I decided what? to treat myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to go. Did I, you like I, my reaction. I, I, I like did. It. it was very good. I, I thought, mean, yeah. Can we I just sound like that. you're like a mom. <laughs> yeah. What? Don't say that. Um, and so I just. You are a mom. I, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's right. I totally am. <laughs> I forget. Oh, so I mean, it's. And so I decided to take myself out on a date. So I said, well, fine. If they don't want to date me, then I'm going to take myself out to a date anyway by what my plans were. So I went and saw a bunch of movies this weekend. And um, they were okay. There was... Um, what When did I see... None of them really... The only one that really stood out for me, and but it's just because it was finally... I um I listened to Prairie Home Companion and to Did be able you to see the movie? I saw the movie at the Michigan Theater and you know what that is the most ideal place to see it because hmm. you because it's everything is on stage the movie is totally like on stage or behind the behind the mm-hmm. scenes so it feels like you're and so when you're at the Michigan Theater you're getting that feeling that you're mm-hmm. on stage and stuff yeah I really want to see that movie oh mm-hmm. it's fabulous and, I, and my um sister was in town. No, that was not the one I was wanting to date. But my sister was... Um, Did she stand you up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She came in town, and um, she's never been to the Michigan Theater, so I tried to give her like, the Ann Arbor feel kind of thing. So we did like the Michigan Theater and then a vegetarian restaurant. So kind of give her that Ann Arbor feel. <laughs> That's totally Ann Arbor. I was going to say that is so <laughs> Ann Arbor. Did, did you, know you buy her some Birkenstock? Oh, yeah. Right. And go for a walk in the they bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so she... Uh, um, and so she was just all about the fact that the organ was playing before the movie and stuff. So it was kind of a really nice, uh, and then to see the, because I was the one that introduced her to the Prairie Home Companion and things. So she was like, wow, this is really great and stuff. So she was just absolutely thrilled. I mean, the, the dinner was just about, oh my God, Ann Arbor is just so wonderful. This is such a perfect, you know, this is so wonderful and stuff like this. But the night before wasn't as wonderful because I went and saw a couple of movies and one of the ones I saw was X-Men. And cause I and that's not what you think it is, right? Like X Men, it might lead one to think it's porn, but not so much. Right? You know? Exactly. True. Exactly. It wasn't Triple X Men, which I saw on Sunday. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> which you've seen six times already. Right. Oh, only six. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today. 
Um, and um, and and I was kind of forewarned or foreshadowed or whatever that is um, about you know it's kind of like what the, the movie's about is they, they, the society finds a cure um, and so and they make it as an option for these folks to whether they get fi- they they get fixed yeah they get um, <laughs> they become cured or they don't get cured it's their decision and how the mutants reacted to this and how society reacted to this and and I was like yeah but that's kind of like any society i was just thinking oh if you're if you're in any community or something that just isn't the norm i could see that you know whether it's a racial minority or a physical ability minority or um women you know just things of would you want that cure um or that or to be quote unquote and i'm using quotes for a purpose normal made air quotes yes exactly (laughs) Uh, with the fingers and everything and the hand motions and so um and and i was like yeah okay but then there's a new character that they introduce that is right out and it's like so gay um i mean i was like Wow, I mean, there was it's a, it's a blonde character. Uh, he's gorgeous looking. He looks he's like uh, d- like the statue of David, uh, d- just one of these perfect bodies kind of thing. And he has huge wings, like out of Angels in America. I mean, it was like one of those like, oh my gosh, how how could you not see the symbolism mm-hmm. of being gay in that thing? And so I started thinking to myself of just like, well, would I want the cure? You know, would I not want the cure? Um. And I just thought it was a really interesting um, look at it. It and is interesting to think, like, I mean, my answer to that question, would I want the cure, is I don't think there's anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Right. I don't I mean, there think, may be something wrong with well, me, but it's not the I don't gay think, thing. But, right. but if you think, I mean, if you think back to the character who who is a mutant and who surprisingly does decide to have the cure, it's because she feels so... Like the burden of her mutantism, right, 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 is like really inhibits her ability to live. Yes, which I think, yeah, you know, but and then I, but I thought about that, so I thought, wow, so to be able to go through society and not have to, and just be able to quote unquote fit in or quote unquote be, yeah, I'm using the quotes mm-hmm. again, uh, my air quotes, um, to, to, you know, I started thinking about that because there is a portion of the movie where you you have a moment to reflect on on this issue, and of course um, there is, and and um, and. I think being gay for me is so much a part of my personality and so much a part of who I am and what I made up what I made up of. It's like if I I would not be the Dan Burns I am today. Of course not. You know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to play the alternate character. I think you would be like little Jackie Paper instead of little Jackie <laughs> Draper. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yes, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You become totally one dimensional. Yeah, I would just, it's just, and I. It's because I, straight people are boring. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't except mean for, that. Except for the ones listening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Except for the four of you listening. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, because I really started thinking about, like, gosh, I'd be, I would be, and I know my family does not listen, but I'd be like my family. <laughs> I mean, I would be just like them because I think if I didn't, if I I was not gay, I think I would very easily have been the conservative Republican re- religious right, very easily. And if I didn't 
quote unquote see the other side and go, wait a minute here. That doesn't fit for everybody. It would just been because of my family, it's very much like, well, you're just not working hard enough. If you're not making it in the world, you're just not working hard enough. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but there are certain factors in life that just, you, you just mm-hmm. keep, no matter how hard you work, you're never going to get past it. And so I just thought, hmm, I mean, how, this is so much a part of me that I don't think I, 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 I would be, a t- I wouldn't know what kind of a person I would be. And just to be able to, to to go through life and it would be just so so boring. Well, we could have, do an experiment and send you to one of the X Game Ministries. Oh my gosh, Ooh. I would never. That would be a place where you could I meet men. That's true. You might get a date That's there. That's true. Exactly. I mean, many people have found partners. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. And, and I just thought that was really kind of one of those like eye opener. Like wow. Like I don't know. It's like now I understand partly why some of my straight male friends, I feel so lost. Because there isn't anything to really... They're, they just, they're feeling like there really isn't... They're not feeling the counterculture. They're not feeling outside. It's just, you know, their biggest issue is they were mm-hmm. not breastfed or something. You know, or... or um, right. They use cloth diapers versus, you know disposable diapers which I think with those you know it was like that's their biggest issue and I'm just like mm-hmm. wow and so now I, I kind of got it and then the other thing I thought about because we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the show is I'm left handed as well well would I take the cure or learn or go to some school to learn how to be right handed and how much of a difference that would make for me you know and that how- would make a big difference actually in a lot of ways um, it's likely that you would start to stutter I'm serious. Really? A lot of people who are um, have been forced to be right-handed but are actually left-handed stutter. Wow. I yeah, did not know I that. I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from actually one of my professors when I was an undergrad because he had a stutter. And he said that he really believed that it was because when he was a kid, he was made to use his right hand. Wow. And that that... It, until he was made to use his right hand, he didn't stutter. Interesting. But then when he... Wow. So anyway. That's interesting. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was kind of, so that was like the, my weekend. And um, it was kind of like thinking about all that and then thinking about like other superheroes. And so I just thought, you know, when we come back... Okay. Um, one of our superheroes in our community. That's right. Keith Orr. We'll be back with us. Good, good transition. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and um, um, and we'll be back, and we'll be talking Stop about... Stop reading, Alex. We need you. Hi, this is Jeremy Merklinger from the Washtenaw Rainbow Action Project, your TBLG Resource Center at 325 Broncourt. Check us out online at www.rap-up.org or call us at 734-995-9867. Thanks for listening to WCBN, and don't forget to listen to me on Clauses Are for Clothes on the third Wednesday of every month from 6 to 7 p.m. 
and we are, are here. we back? Yes, I'm we are. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, like, it I was like, like, is he gonna come back or something else is gonna play? <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to. We are again need to correct that. Rap is at three seventeen, Broncourt, right? Three nineteen. Three nineteen. That's right. But who is at three seventeen? I do believe three seventeen would be. Common language. Common language. <laughs> what a great lady. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome. Well, well, I was talking to Dan earlier, and he was telling about his uh, movie experiences. So I thought I'd bring along a few um, comic books, graphic novels, I've whatever you want to say. Um, uh, and and indeed, you know, for most of us um, gay men, our first homoerotic mm-hmm. experience is the comic books, right? Oh yeah, and yes. and and probably a big reason for um, so many of the gay men's um, obsession with body. Oh yeah, could be. Well, that's one of the things that I was going to talk about later is that you notice that all the superheroes have like they're buff, they're you know these super bodies, except for the yeah. Incredibles when they were like a little bit uh, oh, after true. ten, fifteen <laughs> years <laughs> off, they had to they had to work out again there yes. to get back in shape. That's right. But oh, uh, my God. yeah, and in fact, um, and remember the Charles Atlas um, mm-hmm. oh, ads yeah. in there. Because you know yes. you, you had to be like right. those superheroes. Oh yeah, and, definitely. And that was the lesson all of all those gay boys brought along. And and in fact, I brought this along just as a sort of um, <gasps> example. A lot of the um, gay male um, uh, uh, graphic novels and comic books are somewhat X-rated, uh-huh. um, so they bring the same thing to a little <laughs> bit of an extreme here. Um, that one was Storm Boy that I'm, I'm handing around to the, the world's group here. The sexiest superhero. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, though I don't know anyone who's been watching Spider-Man lately might not agree with that. Right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, uh, uh, Joe Phillips, who became famous with the House of Moorcock and this sort of thing. Now, where House did this guy <laughs> come? I mean, uh, I just have just discovered him like in the last like week and a half oh really yeah no, joe phillips has been around for quite some time what was it? he he seems to me it started out with some sort of commercial art he was doing and oh. and um and then you know he became well known for this whole that's very um, dirty oh yeah it is <laughs> very dirty. right Un- over unlike the joe phillips actually joe phillips has done some things that are a bit more Jenny graphic most of um most of his stuff, though, is more um, just there's a, a, a latent eroticism to it. Um, House of Moorcock is a uh, more uh, explicit thing. And, of course, it is a video as well. So it's an- animation. Um, uh, however, there are other ones that are not necessarily like that. A couple of my favorites. Um, uh, the Leonard and Larry series, they've been around for quite oh. some time. Um, this one is Domesticity Isn't Pretty, um, <laughs> but there are a whole bunch of them uh, out there. and um, Very fun things. This uh, Another one, this came out about a year ago, I think, Kyle, Kyle's Bed and Breakfast. Um, and, you know, has its whole series of things. Not superheroes, but... Right. Um, and then, of course, in on, um, oh, wow. the women's side, um, there's... Oh, we have so many things uh, in the bookstore. Uh, now, wait a minute. back up Barry a little thing. bit. Sure. So, Kyle's Bed and Breakfast. I, so, yeah, I can see where... I mean, you can't really see this on the ra- on the radio. Hold but, it up um, to the microphone. Exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> definitely, all their... Baskets, if you will, are bulging. They're all wearing tight 
um, right. type it's not, shirts. Yeah. Right. There's not I an mean, explicitness to it, but there's definitely a, a oh, sexuality yeah. to it. Definitely. Um, and and the, the concept is there's a bed and breakfast, um, and there's a minor league ball player who finds who, who walks in um, and like to stay there for the season because he's uh, hoping, of course, not to be there too long because he'll be called up or gotcha. something. Um, and it turns out, of course, he's gay as well. And so, you know, all the, gotcha. all the foibles of the, that group. So that's a, that's a fun one. Yes. Um, there's a um, great one, Jane's World, um, by Paige Braddock. There's a th- currently three volumes of um, her stuff. Um, uh, one that's... Um, uh, by Dyke, um, huh. more more bisexual, but uh, definitely oh. um, th- th- this is Canadian um, author um, or artist um, uh, Leanne. What is it, Leanne Fran- oh, Franson? Yes. Leanne Franson. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, fun, fun series, and of course the the. Um, yeah. The queen of them all. <laughs> Absolutely. The dykes to watch out for, Alison Bechdel. There must be about um, 14 in the series now. Right, and she has and a new graphic she has novel, a right? brand new one. Just, uh, it's like just a out this memoir week. Or something? Um, yeah, Fun Home. And uh, it's actually out this week. Um, and when I say out, it's quite literally. The, the publishers, it's a different publisher for her. Um, uh, Houghton Mifflin, and they had no idea just how popular it's going to be. It was going to be because it's really hard to come by, and in oh. fact, our our shipment did not come in. So we we're getting it from another source, and we will have it by the end of the week. Okay, because um, our source was out already. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. So, um, but we are going to get that in as well. But the dikes to watch out for is um, yeah. I was kind of worried about her because wasn't her past publisher like went out of business or sold their business? Well, they sold. She was actually, um, well, she was originally with Firebrand. Okay. And when Firebrand looked like it was going to shut down, which was um, before our own Karen Oosterhouse here in Ann Arbor bought it, um, she signed a new deal with Allison. Ah, um, okay. So she's been with Allison, so I'm a little surprised. I don't know what this Houghton Mifflin thing yeah, is about. right. Um, and I don't know if, like, with the Dyke series, if it's going to go back to Allison or whatever. We wish, of course, it would go back to Firebrand because it, oh. uh, cause we love Karen. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. But, so, um, wow. So, yeah, so there's a new one of those out. Uh, let's see. And I like the fact that there's a variety of different, you know, th- you know, the one thing that they don't have out there yet, and I'm not saying you as in common language, but out in the, the comic book is they don't have a transgender superhero, because they have a, a bisexual superhero, and but I wonder if they have a tra- not that Let I'm aware look. of, but uh, yeah. uh, oh well, well she does her googling exactly. um, stuff. We can um, move on to a couple other things here. Definitely. But good stuff. I mean, because there's, because I noticed that yes, there was the the men and the the gay men. There's the a nice lesbians assortment and, for. Yes, for yeah. whatever you're interested. For whatever in. you're yeah. interested in, yeah. whether it's. Yes. And and let's see. I brought along some things just uh, very quickly here. Um, this whole stack I j- brought along just as a reminder that Lambda Literary Awards were just announced. Uh-huh. Uh, and and a um, couple of surprises in there for me. Not all of them. But um, Dennis Cooper, who's not necessarily a well-known um, author, uh, won Best Men's Fiction for this um, uh, uh, book called The Sluts. It's um, one that's... Uh, 
uh, what do they call it, uh, epistolatory um, novel. So it's, uh, you know, emails and that sort of thing. But um, hmm. uh, very interesting. Um, Catherine Forrest, this is not a surprise, um, one in the uh, lesbian mystery category um, for the latest in the um, – the series, da- the daughters series, daughters of an of am, uh, emerald dusk. Emerald dusk, right? Yes. Amber and Noon was, was before that. Ah, uh, okay. And and actually a tie for best lesbian fiction, um, Baby G and uh, Wild Dogs. So very quickly. Oh, now why why do they explain that they had a tie? You know, I don't know. Oh, I wasn't there. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, Karen was, however. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay, so we got some. Wow. And I always like how they, the the covers are so interesting. Now, Meredith, you Some can't seem to put down that sword. Stormboy. Stormboy, yes. What uh, don't we know about you, Mary? <laughs> uh, let's see. And then I just brought in um, very quickly here a few um, brand new books. I brought this one along, Gay to Z. Um, it doesn't have a very interesting cover. You were talking about yeah. covers. Um, but the book itself is very interesting. It's sort of an alphabet, huh. a, a lexicon of gay terms, fun drawings in it. thought this this is the sort of thing one should have for Pride Month for the people who don't know. Yeah. Right? Ah. They can, it can be their... Yeah. I bet um, there's some good trivia in there. That's, oh, oh, I yes. bet so. There you go. Um <laughs> Let's see. Very good. Um, this one has been uh, uh, selling real well. The back passage. Hmm. Hmm. Um, double entendre there because it's a it's actually a mystery novel, British mystery novel, but kind of erotic. Yeah. So there you go. Um, another local connection here. Marianne Martin. Um, when Nyad Press um, went under, uh, a whole bunch of authors were without, left without a publisher. And Marianne started a um, one locally here called Bywater Books. And um, Dance in the Key of Love just came out. Um, so... We're we're hoping to get um, her uh, okay um, around. But so Marianne herself started her own company. Yeah, yeah, oh, and wow. there's there's like um, three or four of the old Nyad folks are are publishing through Bywater now. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Inside Out um, Street Talk from a Gay Jock. Um, he was a, um, a, a Olympic um, medalist. Oh, um, as a swimmer, um, and. That picture in the back is very hard. We could uh, um, Holy sell it just on that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Goodness um, gracious. Yeah, but how does he do How does he? Never mind. I was going to say. There's certain <laughs> things how does he do that? Well, there's a certain, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll just leave the readers well, to kind of figure that out. Um, uh, a new transgender memoir. Um, both sides now. One man's journey through womanhood. Um, I've glanced at that. That looks like, um, just came and looks very interesting. Um, the Way Out. With this subtitle, The Gay Man's Guide to Freedom, No Matter If You're In Denial, Closeted, Half In, Half Out, Just Out, or Been Around the Block. So it's a sort of little coming out thing huh. um, designed. Actually, now a lot of it for or? people who, a lot of it for um, folks who are more, you know, men who have sex with men who don't necessarily identify as gay. Oh, and, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, uh, right. So, oh, um, which is, I'm finding is like apparently I was reading an article recently that. Um, what the youth come, uh, guys are coming through is um, they're not um, identifying as gay or queer. It's just 
the who they, they identify who they love versus but they don't take on the title. Well, that's Very that's interesting. interesting, and we'll see what happens as yeah. as society adjusts or doesn't. Yes, um, which right. is sort of the the other one I have here, the road to Air America. Um, we are of course uh, in the midst of this very conservative um, period politically and Air America is an attempt to have a um, to break that right wing stranglehold Um, it's and it's very interesting Um, I've only recently started listening to them a lot and and they do all the same stuff that right wing radio does. Yes, you know, they, they do. do. You know, they just yes. repeat the same thing over and over and over yep. and over again. You know, which to a thinking person, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it the first time, but that's not what it's about. It's about responding in kind. Yes, you know, and, and that is one of the reasons why. Yeah, or I almost like I have to take a break sometimes from <laughs> you know Air America or a lot Let's of other get back to NPR. Right, <laughs> you know, it's at least it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not repetitive. And it's not sensationalist. It's not like high it's emotion. It's not repetitive until it's time for their pledge drive. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, I, I was like, Aaron we do the same thing around here. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm right. just saying. Right. Right. And let's see, other two things I brought in, I think I may have mentioned at one point or another. This one I know I have, Sarah Waters. Mm-hmm. But yes. I bring it in again just because I've read it since the last time I, uh, since it uh-huh. came out last the, month. The bookmark has moved. And yes, it has. And it's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, she tells the story backwards. Um, starts wow. off in it starts off in 1947, then goes back to 1944, then goes back to 1941. And the interesting thing is, you know then what is going to happen. Oh. So how does she? I mean, she's a masterful storyteller because you still have to read it because you want to know why and how it happened. Yeah. And so she still manages to tell a story mm-hmm. even though cr- wow. the chronology moves backwards. Ah. Uh, what a mastery! What yeah, incredible mastery! Yeah, love a friend her, of mine said that's the best book she's read in a really long time. Wow, yeah, it's really it's it. it really is stunning, um, and a lot of uh, um, uh, issues that uh, some of the things you were talking about earlier about um, masculine mm-hmm. appearing and all yeah. of this. And this one woman works in a um, uh, gas station after the war, largely because it's the one place she can work and still wear pants. <laughs> 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 um, but and and the other one I, I brought along, I'd, I'd been hoping to do so, um, a little reading from it, but I think we don't have the um, time to do. It. Um, yeah, we can uh, do a little bit. You, you think maybe yeah. a little bit? Okay. Um, and I, I brought this along. Um, it's Jay Quinn, um, his new novel, The Good Neighbor. Um, Jay Quinn. This is, I think, about his fourth novel. Re, uh, um, like Sarah Waters, masterful storyteller. And it's sort of a nice contrast to the one I read from last month, which was um, Full Circle, which was that epic story. You know, it starts in ni- with their birth in 1950 and comes through today, and it. You know, they go through Stonewall and the Castro and the Vietnam War. And so, you know, this big epic thing. Good Neighbor is quite the opposite. It's this very intimate story. Um, Basically, four main characters and only a couple of other minor characters outside of that. And... um, uh, uh, and taking place over a relatively short period of time, mm-hmm. um, but it's about a this straight couple who move straight. I'll oh, put quote, those questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those little quote marks in the air. Uh, um, who moves in next door to this couple who's been there, uh, uh, lived in the house for a couple of years, in this 
sort of gated subdivision in Florida. And uh, the, um, uh, Rory and um, uh, Bruno ha- um, were the first to move in, and now the very last mm-hmm. ones to have sold are to this couple who's uh, moving in, Meg oh. and Austin, and their two kids. Um, and it, it's just a inc- wonderful, intimate portrait of these um, folks. It, it's, um, as I say, the title of it is The Good Neighbor. Um, Jay Quinn is Southern author and Catholic upbringing. And in some of the novels, that's um, a bigger part of it. In this one, it still is a part, but it's sort okay. of in the background. Um, and, of course, Good Neighbor, um, he starts off the first paragraph as a great poet once wrote that good fences make good neighbors open gates can make the best of friends but need often respects no boundary even when lovers are drawn together harder than they come apart for lovers unlike good neighbors and best friends love is sometimes never enough so that's that's his sort of uh, setup there, and Deep. yeah, it oh, is. Wow. It, it is. It's a very, um, as I say, very wonderful, intimate uh, story. Um, so uh, this is oh, what is it about? Um, Fifty pages in, and um, uh, the, um, so everybody grabbed their book. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, Austin has been. Um, uh, uh, he was fired from a job for um he was basically being a whistleblower and okay. he got fired and um so it didn't work out as well as <laughs> he had hoped but right. he he was a he was um assistant to a CFO saw um some hanky panky going on uh, and uh it turned out the CEO wasn't uh, didn't want to know about it uh-huh. or or didn't want it to be exposed or something gotcha so, um Anyway, so Austin, it's in the evening, and he and uh, he's in his study, which overlooks um, Rory and uh, Bruno's place. Austin had given up any pretense of working by the time he heard the f- first splash below his below his window. He was playing video poker on his computer. The boys were asleep, and Meg was moored in bed, banked by pillows and tied down with a scatter of files lying across the toile-covered comforter. Obliquely, she'd made it clear that she had work to do when he'd presented her with her nighttime mug of tea. Austin Austin pretended he had work to do as well and returned to his office. Curious and bored, he watched the pas de deux of his neighbors as they turned a dip into the pool into a performance. Austin had to admit he envied. He could make out little of their entwined forms, but it was easy to tell the dark one from the lighter-complexioned partner. Idly, he found his hand in his lap and the weight on his dick turning from curiosity to confirming a need he'd subsumed for far too long. He stood painfully and made his way to the master bedroom. Meg still sat up in bed, reading a file that had to have been as dull as the phone book. Awkwardly, he lay across the foot of the bed and propped himself up on an elbow. Meg, he asked gently. Meg raised her eyes blearily from her file and gave him a small smile. What, sweetheart? Is is there any way you could forget about the files for a little while and let me love you a little bit? He asked earnestly. Meg allowed the file to drop to her lap. I'm sorry, Austin. I'm neglecting you, aren't I? He Aww. reached across the short space between them and lightly grasped her foot and massab- massaged it as best he could through the comforter. It's not that you're neglecting me. It's just that it's been a really long time, he said. Meg sighed. 
It seemed to Austin that she braced herself as if for an annoying conversation she couldn't avoid. Before she could reply, he said, I don't mean to sound needy. I know that's certainly not an aphrodisiac, but I can't seem to find a way back to the intimacy we used to share, Austin said, choosing his words carefully. What's brought this on, Austin, Meg said tiredly. Austin let go of her foot and sat up. What do you mean? It's not the flu. I haven't just caught a bad case of horny, he replied. <laughs> There's no need to get defensive. Why do you always get defensive, Meg, re Meg replied sharply. He simply looked at her and shook his head. What do I have to do to help you get in the mood? It used to be so natural. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here just because of the time. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um... Uh, please don't, and this is Meg um, again now, please don't think for one minute that I'm tired of you or I don't find you attractive. It's just women are hardwired differently. Men can think about sex if they're broke or stressed or unemployed. Yeah. Austin let go of her hand and stared straight ahead. Oh, oh, darling, I didn't mean that. Austin stood and gave her a bleak smile. Another sore spot, I guess. I'm going back to my pretend office to work at my pretend job. Oh, Austin, come on, Meg cried. I know you're trying. Leave it alone, Meg, Austin said quietly and walked back toward the door. Austin, Meg whispered emphatically. Come back. I didn't mean... Austin closed the door and walked back to his office. He sat at his desk and put his head in his hands. Getting laid off had been a tremendous blow to his ego. Meg making partner was like getting kicked in the nuts after his big letdown. They both knew it was her salary that was paying the bulk of the bills and the mortgage on this ridiculous house. Deep inside, he knew things couldn't stay this bleak for him. He'd invested too much time and energy. Hell, he was too young to just be dealt out of the game at this point in his career. Determined to let it go and stay positive, he glanced at his computer screen and started again to play the hand of video poker. He'd been dealt before he decided to try and get lucky. Within three keystrokes, he was out. He hit redale and watched his hand spread out on the screen. It just seemed too pointless. Bored and locked into a very personal loneliness, he looked out his window and down into his neighbor's pool enclosure. The area was empty. And I'll skip the rest of it there because I see oh. we're out of time. But, oh, cliffhanger. Uh, a cliffhanger. So, well, if you want to know more, you can go <laughs> that's right. visit Common Language and pick up what was The, the book? Good Neighbor by Jay Quinn. There we go. As always, thank you so much, Keith. You're welcome. <laughs> always enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we enjoy having you here. And it's been so long since um, Naked Closet. What's going on here? <laughs> well, Greg's been away. <laughs> oh, it's him. And he's, it's just not the same without he's him. He's a naughty boy, that Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so. Speaking of naughty boys, oh, is that right. what you're going to say? say hmm. Oh, he had it over to Dan. Yeah. <laughs> well, something not as naughty, but um, uh, do want to make sure people know that they're, if they want to celebrate uh, June Pride Month, and we are, are going to be sending out lots of uh, mail through the uh, United States Post Office, you can now get the Judy Garland stamp. Dun, 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 dun. That's so awesome. Um, with her signature and everything on it. So it's it's a very nice in the lower... And it's coming. It came out this month in June. In June 10th on her birthday. Right. So... Um, so it was a very special moment. <laughs> um, but the only thing I found very disturbing is that um, her daughter, um, not Liza, but I think Laura Loft, is it? Yeah, yeah Laura, Laura, Lorna. Lorna. Lorna Loft. Um, is they asked in this interview that I was reading about it, um, they asked her at what point 
as you were growing up, did you become aware of your mother's gay following? I was really pretty, pretty much in my, it wasn't until my, um, my teens, um, and then as an adult. You know, when I was in my 20s and was doing Guys and Dolls, I did this interview with advocates. That sounds hilarious, doing Guys and Dolls. Yeah, yeah, really. Um, um, with the, uh, doing an interview with the advocate. And they started to ask me about Stonewall. And I promise you, I had no clue about what they were talking about. And it goes wow. on to say, they said, what do you think about the thing of Stonewall? And she responded, Jackson. <laughs> and they, go, they, explained, <laughs> they explained it to me that in 1969, Stonewall Riot began um, after Judy Garland's uh, memorial service. And I told them, and this makes sense to me, and I told them that I, w- I went to my mom's funeral. I had I had to bury a parent. It was one of the saddest nights in my life, and I didn't even know anything else was happening. Well, that kind of makes sense. It does make sense, but... But I would think that you'd have some history. Right. She yeah. would have to have heard about it at some point. I, I can just hope. tell you that anything surrounding your parents' death pretty much block it out. Ah, so. uh, gotcha. Gotcha. But what you will not block out this weekend, speaking of parents... That's right. That on Father's Day... You can celebrate your father by going to... What? The rap picnic. Which is not actually on Father's Day. I thought it's on the 17th. It's on Saturday, not Sunday. Oh, did you? Do they know that there's a gospel thing happening on that same day? Well, I don't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturday's the seventeenth. Okay. So okay. That's that's the day of the picnic. Oh wow! So this is gonna be very interesting. So well, anyway, d- they're gonna be in the Westside Park and bring your family. And right. From one to four. Yep. One and to four. Bring your bring some grub and have some gay picnic. Exactly, and, and I apparently listen to gospel music. Yes, because I thought I saw some big sign over uh, Main Street that they're doing some something in West Park. And one oh. other, a couple other things that are important, but one we really need to make sure we talk about is we are in the market for a new co-host because Meredith's leaving us. Yes, and Greg's not going to be here as often. So and Greg's not going to be here as often, so we need at least one other person, maybe two. Right, right. And so we, if you are interested in joining Closet Stuff for Clothes, dun, dun, dun. When, you're, when you think you're witty enough to hang with the big dogs, <laughs> oh my God. or wittier than us, which is not very hard That's right. to be more clever than the likes of this crew. <laughs> Also, if you're super cute, if you're don't well, that's very important. important. <laughs> if you're cute and you don't mind sitting around doing radio naked, that's right. This is the show for you. This is the show for you. Send a five-minute CD tape, whatever, and a, a one-page thing saying why you should be on Closets Are for Clothes to us at the station. Closets Are for Clothes. Um, care of WCBN five thirty SAB Ann Arbor Michigan four eight one zero nine, and send that to us right away, and yes. we will pick our yes. new co-host That's or right. hosts. Yes, and we are pra- we're going to practice affirmative action for trans folks and bi folks. That's right. Exactly. But they have to be cute. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yes, definitely. So definitely if you're interested, look us up at WCBN.org to find out the address if you don't, if you can't write it down at the moment or, um, whatever. It's, yeah, it's at WCBN.org. Yep. And, uh, send it, send a tape and a, um, a letter of interest. We'll be glad to. Or you can email it to coolkids at closetsontheair.com. That's true. All right. There's that too. Exactly. And um, and one last thing, Rainbow House, June eighteenth is yeah, having June a nineteenth, June nineteenth, Monday. Okay. Um, at the Ark, a fundraiser for the Rainbow House, the Habitat right. of Humanity, built by gays. We got to stop now. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
Are you? Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAV Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the Regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace. many common myths about homelessness. You know all those homeless people are just lazy. In reality, 40 to 70 percent of people without homes work. Their income is just too low for them to pay rent or to buy meals or to pay for health care. Giving aid to homeless people encourages them to live on the street. This is a myth filled with blame directed towards homeless people. Most homeless people are not in their situation by choice. They have been forced into their current position by illness, addiction, domestic violence, chance, or poverty. But I'll never be homeless. Homeless people are not always to blame for their situation. For many people, a well-timed combination of a job loss and an illness could create a very bad situation. People don't plan on becoming mentally ill. Maybe your insurance coverage won't be what you hope it would be. You might be at a vulnerable time with your expenses. The fact is, life deals each of us many unexpected blows. For aid, information, to volunteer or donate money, visit the Shelter Association of Washtenaw County on the web at www.annarborshelter.org or call at area code 734-662-2829. Do you like weird music? Odd music? Wonderful music? Listen to Robot Pasta. It's freeform sprinkled with cheese. Served every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. Right here on WCBN 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor.